Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Tammy. Okay, it's my turn this time, and I will say that you have inspired this story that I've done. (laughs) I've inspired it. (laughs) Yes. I don't even want to know how. Um, Do I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you did it. We're gonna. I did it. it. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I'm. You know, the police will be here any minute, so just stay stay here. You should have waited until the episode was done, at least. Oh, that's true. That's true. We could do this episode from the cop car on the way to. Hey, there you go. We could make some TikTok videos. That's true. We gotta think about this multi-channel. Crying and I'm. I'm like, but this will give you the things we go. We go. um, Yes, the lengths we go to. Uh, so, we were talking the other night about Jeffrey Dahmer, and Caitlin's like, I can't believe you haven't done a Jeffrey Dahmer episode. Yeah, I really thought you did. I had I went back and called her bluff, because I thought for sure she had done one. Because I, him and Bundy, I talk about almost hourly. All the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, I feel like Dahmer is so overdone. We all know yeah. Dahmer, what he did. So, I was just kind of like, trying to find, I too, time is a, you know, is always, um, is a thief. Yes. But um, I needed a quick story, and I just was cruising, you know, cruising um, serial killers, and I found <laughs> uh, John Haig, who is okay. known as the acid bath murderer. Okay, this is going to get gory real fast. Yeah, I messy. Mean, it's it's almost like dumb criminal comical <laughs> in the sense. Okay. But, Love a yeah, good dumb criminal. Long before Donner was putting people in acid baths, which, by the way, I've never heard even of an acid bath before. Yeah. Well, it's not a bath I'd like to take. It's a level up from the Epsom salt baths. Right. You know? I mean, it's going <laughs> to do things to your skin. in a whole different way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there was John Haig, who was already doing the uh, acid baths in 1949. He was a trendsetter. He did. Yeah. He set the trends. He sure did. We give all the credit to Dahmer, but really, it's this guy. Which makes you wonder, like, where did Dahmer get the idea to do the acid bath? You answered you know? your own question. Right? <laughs> Dahmer, where are you now? I'm just kidding. He's dead. But, um, <clears throat> Come <yeah>. to us. <laughs> Speak to us. Tap once, if this was because of John Haig. Um, so, that's who I'm going to be. All right. Be talking about Let's today. do it. All right. If you call it. Okay, so this happened back in the day before we even were a twinkle in our parents' eyes. Mm. But in 1949, um, John Haig um, would be, I guess, brought up on charges. His his deeds and murders would come to light. Mm. February of 1949, police raided a warehouse on Leopold Road, say that six times, in West Sussex. I probably could. I don't think you could. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Go for it. Wait, how many times did I say <laughs> Six times. I mean, Six. Yeah. Leopold Road. Nope. No, I can't even get one. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is like, who knows? Yeah, you called my bluff. All right. All but right. I bet you the Brits would be like, that is such an easy term, you stupid. You twitch. Americans. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's owned by John. Uh, <clears throat> the building, this warehouse, um, was actually owned by John. John George Haig. Oh, that's convenient. That is convenient. 
So, yes, purchase real estate due to your murders. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. <laughs> You're really, well, I mean, like, like, uh, Lavinia and John Fisher, they, you know, they use their house to murder, so. Oh, my gosh. Because, <clears throat> I mean, who's going to, who's going to go looking if yeah, it's a private property? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody's snooping. Um, okay, so they raided the warehouse. Inside, they found several 40-gallon drums and containers of concentrated sulfuric acid. Outside, they found 28 pounds of, hu of melted human body fat, part of a human foot, human gallstones, random, and part of a denture. You can't see my face on the podcast, but it's, <laughs> it's one for the books. You want to talk about smell. <clears throat> Why, why did this not smell? Can you imagine? Remember we talked about... Yeah, ew. Like, remember we've talked about how the officers have to go into these things? Yes. Like, can you even imagine? I mean, you sign up knowing that you're going to see dead bodies, but this is like... No. Nobody signs up for this. I would this. throw up. Yeah. I would, there would I'm be, sure they probably did. I, probably I wouldn't would, be surprised. I don't think I'd ever be able to eat again. Yeah. Like, something... The ultimate diet. <laughs> it might haunt me now. I don't think I'm going to have lunch. <laughs> Melted cheese. Yeah. You know, I love cheese, and you just ruined it for me. <laughs> I mean, what does what does melted flesh look like? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how would anybody know until they knew? I guess human body fat, though. Do you know that would be the one thing that we can't get rid of? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's funny you say that. I was thinking, huh? How could I use this to my benefit <laughs> and not die? No, the course. fat will remain. The fat. fat yeah. yeah, it's gonna stay. Okay, John was born into an affluent conservative family in Yorkshire. It's always the rich people. <sighs> the rich and the poor. Never ask middle which class is, people. Which is, when I tell you this story, you're going to say, why didn't he just do the things that his family need, you know, not needed him to do, but just stay on the up and up? Because all the, for the, when you, when you learn why he kills these people, you're going to go, but your family had all this. This makes no sense. So, um, he... <clears throat> He was a very smart kid. He was into music, um, and it says that you know he got a lot of scholarships throughout his school career. So, you know, very very privileged um, upbringing. But it wasn't enough, I guess. I get no. <clears throat> it, uh, if you just if you think and tick that way, there's really nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, at the age of 25, he was arrested uh, and jailed for fraud uh, just after getting married. While he was in the slammer, his new bride left him. Oh, that's it. That triggered him. I feel like this is hilarious that we have to say this twice. And his conservative relatives, like, why are we saying this twice? <laughs> decided they wanted nothing more to do with him. It just takes one time to get jailed, guys. That's one it. time. So he starts. It was to, fraud. Is that what you're saying? Fraud. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess if they're affluent, then. Oh, that, yeah. I guess they don't want to be maybe any of that stuff. Like murder, they could probably cover up easier. But, yeah, I'm like, don't, don't mess with my livelihood. Um, after two years, John Haig was released from prison, and he moved to London, where he became a chauffeur. Wah, wah. Downgrade. Yep, the end. No, I'm just kidding. He would, continue to, he would continue to swindle people out of money. He, would, he pretended to be a salesman named William Adamson. Uh, he sold fraudulent stock shares from the estates of his dead clients at below market rates. And eventually he was caught when one of his clients um, realized he had misspelled, 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 my, my southernness, <clears throat> uh, a, his, he misspelled the name on a false document. I don't know how 
that led to the revelation of fraud. I have notes here because I'm, I'm like, the misspelling, and then they're yeah. like, let's dive into this. It must this be fraud. Like, yeah, this is deeper. <laughs> this is but evidence. I'll take it. I mean, hey, kudos to whoever, you know, connected the dots on that one. In 1939, he's arrested again. He's sentenced to four years for fraud again. Um, in, in prison, Haig realized that his biggest downfall was that he had left his victims alive. Haig <laughs> spent the rest of his time in prison devising ways to dispose of any witnesses to the crimes. I guess they couldn't find his typos if they weren't alive to see them. That's true. And I want to know... Did we interview Haig and he said all this? Because this is interesting. But yeah, so, that's... A, yeah. You know what I mean? How else... I don't know this. He began researching the French murder... The French... The French murderer, George Alexander Sarret. Oh, wait. Gonna, so we know his information. Butcher that name. Um, whose signature had also been melting people in sulfuric acid. So apparently this acid stuff has been going on way longer than I ever thought. Ideology there at its finest. I'd like to know who who invented acid and for what purpose. That I really would like to know. It has to be something more than bodies. Um, Yeah, true. Melting things, not that. Yeah, it's obviously to dispose of something. Um, So anyway, in his free time, he devised um, his own method of dissolving bodies in in various forms of acid. (laughs) Method. (laughs) Right. It's a fine art, people. <laughs> you got, look, if you're going to do it, do it right. That's what I say. Right. By practicing on mice. So he, he learned that 30 minutes for a small, a small field mouse to dissolve. That's, that's his conclusion. Okay. So according to, to his, yes. Then he took, he added more calculations to this and he said, all right, if the field mouse takes 30 minutes, then I would need X amount of time for a full grown man. And thus, the serial killer was born. It's very sciencey. Mm-hmm. In 1939, I already said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying it again. I'm going to drive that point home. He did. Yeah, he did. Do you know things. my son always asks me if I was born in the? He's like back in the 1930s when you were alive, mom. He says that all the time. I'm like, where did you think I, Bluey? Bluey. Somewhere on Bluey. Freaking Bluey. He, Bluey must have said it to their parent or her parents. His parents? Her? I don't know. I think Bluey's a girl. I think. Anyway. She, yeah. She, that's not, neither here nor there. It has nothing to do with our crime podcast, but... I, uh, yeah, I was born in the 1930s, apparently. Well, then you did do it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Was it 1939? I did, I did actually inspire Dahmer in real life. There you go. Um, <clears throat> I used to think, because my parents were born, they were... My mom was born, and she's going to hate... Well, she doesn't even listen to this, so yeah. I don't care. She was born in 1960. And they, um, all her pictures were black and white. So I legit thought they didn't see color or have color until I was born. Like, real life. (laughs) I was like, Mom, when did you see color? When did you see color? Right? She's like, what are you talking about? Um, It was me. I brought color into their lives. She's like, why are you so stupid? (laughs) Get this from your father. Um, That's hysterical. That's really (laughs) cute. So I'm after sure he, my kids would say, too. right? I know, but I'm, just because all the pictures were always in black and white. Oh my god, I know. Uh, so after he he figured out, and it doesn't say how long it takes, so I'm not going to tell you all. I have no idea how long it takes to dissolve a full grown man. Ladies, don't even think about it. Um, but four years later, um, free from prison, John he would take a job at an engineering firm in the accounting department. I'm sorry, what? 
this homeboy has gone to jail for twice fraud. for fraud. Yeah. And what does that resume look like? Fraud, chauffeur, fraud. It looks like a fraudulent resume. Oh, yeah, he he probably probably did. Forged it all. Because I'd be like, we're seeing some gaps in your work history. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on here? Well, I spent a little time in this glamour. He's like, but if you need to know how long your hand will dissolve in this barrel of acid, I can tell you. I'm really good with numbers. (laughs) Yes, apparently. Jeez. Um... So soon after that, he runs into an old friend named Michael, or I'm sorry, not Michael, William McSwan. <laughs> not even close. Whoa, <laughs> William McSwan, which, love, how would you like having that name? McSwan. Um, I'm Tammy McSwan. Um, he worked for him, he had worked for McSwan um, as a chauffeur, like I guess he drove him around. So. Reminds me of McLovin. That's what I was going to say, yeah, McLovin. Yeah. I love that movie. You do. I'm uh, sure you do. <laughs> we quote that movie so much. Yeah. Mick Swan told him that he he had about his new venture as a landlord. So Mick Swan is a landlord. Okay. And he's collecting rent from tenants uh, who the stay. The light bulb goes off. Yeah, I mean that's what landlords do. So this tracks. Um. So, but even though Haig has this well-paying job now as an you know at this engineering firm as an accountant, he's jealous of Mick Swan. Because McSwan seems to have a seemingly, you know, lavish lifestyle, apparently. Um, and it seemed like, you know, being a landlord would have little effort. I mean, I would imagine being a slumlord really requires little, little effort. But, yeah. <clears throat> so a few months after, being, uh, after meeting and, and running into him, um, Hig, he lures McSwan into an abandoned basement and he hits him over the head. Was it in one of McSwan's buildings? It doesn't say. It just says an abandoned basement. <laughs> um, Haig would then put McSwan's body into a 40-gallon drum with sulfuric acid. Shocking. This is after all his mice experiment, experimenting and stuff? Yeah, I guess. I mean, now he does one go to buy acid? Do you not need a bathroom? That amount check? of acid, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Weird. It's not like you can just put in a... And you have to, like, so carefully acetone. transport this. Like, I, there, I don't, were there pickup trucks in 1939? 49? 39? I don't know. Considering we don't ever, we don't even know when the first car was made. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My husband, when he listened to that episode, oh, he was did. like, yes, there were cars. <laughs> I'm like, calm down. Y'all, history is not my thing. We've been Same. through this murder history. Not we, regular, normal American history. Okay? Yes. I have a small brain, as my husband likes to point out. I have a small head with a small brain, and I use it all, and it's not on certain things like movies and history. So, <laughs> pick a poison. The capacity is only so much. I tell my husband, I was like, if you, if you don't stop, I'm going to stop forcing you to watch, to listen to these in the car. Okay? <laughs> True story. Every time we drive somewhere that's more than 30 is minutes away. Is that a away, punishment for him? Huh? Is that a punishment for him? No, I, just, I want him to listen yeah. to us. I think we're funny. We are funny. So, yeah, that I'm, I make him listen to it. And then whenever I feel like he's not paying attention or... You quiz him? No, I, I pause it. <laughs> I pause it. And then I, I resume when I feel like he's back. Because we'll, um, if I'm driving and like he starts texting someone and it's playing... Oh, no. I pause it. Are you, when you're done with that text message, you can listen. All right. <laughs> so, any guesses on how long it took McSwan's body, because it does tell us, how long it took... Uh, him to turn into sludge? I would say three hours. Two days. 
two days. Well, I guess the mouse took them. Okay. Yeah, and that was, makes that track. Still That's a hundred, long time. Yeah, and it says he was he still was 100 pounds of... So, he was 100 or so pounds of sludge. So what did you do? Drink it like soup after that? Like, what do you even do after that? What, Dude, what's the cleanup look like? This is, you know what I imagine when they say sludge and like... Uh, that, you remember the Ghostbusters where that yes. pink oozy like that's what I think it looks like. If he poured it down a manhole. Thank you. I hope I hope that that. Whenever you all are walking the streets of a new meaning to of London, and you're like, what is that smell? It's sludge. Human sludge. It's human sludge. So yeah. of course, Hague, he's he's like got he's like I got McSwan out of the way. And now I'm going to take mm-hmm. over his landlord duties. So he tells them. Oh, um, interesting. Mm-hmm, That's he, how he gets it. Okay, okay. He tells McSwan's family that he had run away to avoid being drafted. Because back then, guys, oh, all jokes aside, yeah. that really was, that was um, men were doing that. Yeah. Uh, including uh, Bush. But um, anyway, eventually, when the elder McSwans became suspicious... That their son had not come home even after the draft ended. <laughs> I wonder how long the time frame was. <laughs> I mean, it had to have been a little... Well, I don't know. You would think not... I mean, how long is a draft? I guess it just depends on the duration the of the war. Right? Yeah. So I wonder how long the time frame was between the time he was made into sludge and when they were like, this doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> He's not running from the draft. But this makes swung. Um... <clears throat> So after he started getting questioned by them, bam, he killed them too. Well, so don't take out the problem. People. So he's left with the money, and he's left with their money and properties. You know, back then you really could just do whatever the hell you wanted. Haig moved on to the Onslow. Yeah, you just take over somebody's properties and nobody asks a question? Yeah, that's weird. I mean, he must have been damn good at forging signatures and things like that. I yeah, I... I don't know the how you even thing. go about doing it. I, the whole fraud thing is beyond me. I'm not, uh, I'm intelligent enough for murder, but I'm not intelligent enough to commit fraud. So, does no one have friends? I, be scared of me either way. Because, like, if somebody came, let's say you go over there and you kill my whole family, is there no extended family? Like, there's no cousins that are like, hey, <laughs> this we is don't, fishy. Or the neighbors are like, um, we don't know who you are. Nobody, everybody's like, this, this, this looks legit. Yes. Yeah. He went on a draft. Cool, this guy takes over. All right. Right. We're and fine now with the whole it. family's missing. Okay. <sighs> so, Haig, he moved into the Onslow Court Hotel in Kensington. Do you have um, any idea how many people, like how many family members he actually killed? Doesn't say. Mm. I would, I'm thinking maybe just the family. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not the, the family, the family. parents, the parents or yeah. something like that. I mean... It just, I guess it depends on, we, no internet, no phone, <clears throat> with the headphones, but no cell phones, so no telling, right, <laughs> telegrams. There was um, no call waiting. No, so it's like, where, I don't know how far the other relatives were, yeah. you know what I mean, um, from, from these relatives yeah, they, to really be, checked on them. yeah, yeah, maybe they didn't notice, that makes sense. <sighs> so, he moves into this hotel. And um, I guess he had only gotten about $10,000 from the McSwan estate, whatever, uh, which back then should have been a good chunk of change, $10,000 in the 30s. Yeah, totally. That's a lot of money in the 30s. Um, 
But it didn't last long, and he because he developed a gambling problem. Shocking. Oh, yeah, super surprised. So he's running through his cash quicker than he expected, and so now he's forced to find another wealthy couple to kill and rob. Forced. He absolutely has no other choice. Jeez. So he finds um, he finds a house for sale. It's owned by Dr. Archibald Henderson and his wife, Rose. And he, he ends up murdering them. <clears throat> <clears throat> so he takes the Hender. He says the he disposed of them at the warehouse in Gloucester. Am I saying that? Is it Gloucester? Glo- Do they say it differently? Gloucester. Gloucester. I don't know. Gloucester. Should we ask? Hold on. We've asked Google before. Yeah. Let's ask her. How do you pronounce? This is the stuff we Google, not the history facts. Right. <laughs> not like what was the right. first one. <laughs> we're we're fact checking. How do you pronounce this word? We don't care. <laughs> hold on. Gloucester. Hmm. Gloucester. Is that what I said? What did I say? I don't know, but that... I'm going to go ahead and say it was right. <laughs> I'm going to say it the way I feel like it should be said. Like when, when non-spe- people learn English and they're like, phone, pahone. <laughs> That's what we're going to say. We're going to say pahone. Pahone. Um, Gloucester. Is that how Gloucester. If you're pronouncing it in English, it would be They turned this three-syllable word into one syllable. Yeah. That made no sense. Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah. Gloucester. Okay. Gloucester. Uh, there's a word I'll never, ever retain. Um, oh, you're welcome, everyone. So, it's the same place that he killed the McSwan family. He, it says this, the warehouse. Oh, the same city? No, same warehouse. Oh, same warehouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, it seemed to be the perfect place. It was remote. Contained a manhole. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's convenient. <laughs> doesn't get much easier than that. Where the sludge could just easily be disposed of. After the five murders... Oh, five now. We're at five. five. Okay. Five, okay. We're, getting it, we're keeping tally. So he probably had a sister or something in there. Yep. John Haig rented a larger warehouse on Leopold Road um, with more space for his drums of acid. <laughs> Is this with uh, McSwan's money? Is he? That's how he's getting this? He now all of a sudden has charge of McSwan's. Like, how are you buying this other building? We're renting. Do you think he sold the Archibald's house? Like, because he murdered that. He found a house for sale. That is quite possible. I mean, back in the thirties, you probably couldn't get away with just do selling somebody's house. Weird. Okay, sorry. Now I you know why we got all these antitrust laws. Um, okay. So we have all these antitrust issues, <laughs> right? No joke. <laughs> as as humans, we don't trust anybody. Nowadays, I can assure you, as being a part of this industry, you can't, you can't uh, trust no randomly one. sell trust somebody's no house one. anymore. Uh, you, although there are lots of scams going on about it, it's very hard to do. Yeah. Um, okay, so Olive um, Duran Deacon, she was... Oh, I skipped ahead. I'm sorry. So after the five murders, he runs this larger warehouse. And um, here he would, he would kill and dissolve his final victim, who is Olive Duran Deacon. She's a wealthy widow. She lived in the Onslow Court Hotel with Haig. And Olive thought herself... Um, as an inventor, she um, she found out that he was working at, at the engineering firm, and she would talk to him about an idea that she had for artificial fingernails. That's all I'm going to say. I look sounds crazy, but 20, had to start 2023. Somewhere. Here we go. <laughs> Bye. I've come a long way, lady. Yeah, we all have you to thank. Um, so, hey. Haig took this as an opportunity to lure her into his warehouse, and then he murders her there. He got her interested well, in the At least in the, the idea of artificial nails didn't go down with her, so. I mean, sorry that one. she never, ever saw anything from it, but I just want to know what material these artificial nails were going to be in 1939. Yeah, right. Lead. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably true. And, you know, I ran chewing on their nails. Oh, um, so he persuaded, or he got her interested in the factory when he told her that's where he's going to start making cosmetics. This guy is like, he's quick though. You know yeah. what I mean? He's quick he's on, on, the, on the feet. Yeah. yeah. So he persuaded her to go with him on the 18th of February of 1949 to look at the factory and that's show her all the, the cosmetics. He's yeah, I'm sorry. For a long time. He's been doing this for yeah for over a 10 year span. Yep. Okay. He previously equipped the building with a, I don't know what this is, a carboy of acid. One day I'll learn. All right, I'll look it up. Uh, a 40-gallon drum and rubber gloves and an apron. So he ain't playing around. He has, he has since figured out the things that he needs. It's a six-gallon. So acid, it's though. probably like those jugs that I have for my water, but they were probably know. glass back there. Yeah, what's yeah. That's like six gallons. For an arm. <laughs> That's funny, guys. You don't see this, but what is coming up is pictured as somebody sticking their arm in one of these carboy jugs, <laughs> glass jugs. Weird. Anyway, um, six gallons. Which uh, seems like not a lot when you're coming to like pour acid on a person. You probably want to submerge them. So, how many of these carboys do you need to carry your acid around? And I guess glass, because wouldn't acid dissolve? Would acid dissolve glass? Probably not as quickly as plastic. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what it says. Because it it says that he did, um, he would take their valuables and stuff off of them. But I don't, I would imagine if, if it's. They could sell them. Acid has to take, has to dissolve pretty much anything, I would think. Yeah, but he put them in barrels, right? So Mm -hmm. whatever he was putting them in didn't dissolve with it. I wonder. That, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because it's almost like Rubbermaid barrels. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean... They were ahead of their he, times. And I do have a picture of the... It's very much... Like, the barrels for acid haven't changed. Because that's what we still... That's what Dahmer... Like, that's similar. Yeah. That's is it metal, shape. or is it... I don't know. It looks like they've got it wrapped in the picture. We'll put the pictures up. And why is he, why is he a combination of Adolf Hitler and your husband? <laughs> right? I was like, what is Caitlin's husband doing in 1949? Wait, hold on. Cover up the mustache. Hair. Well, in 1949, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he does look so much like Hitler. Not my husband, but this dude does. <laughs> when your husband listens hey, to this, he's going to be like, No, bitch. we're safe. He doesn't listen to it. <laughs> I know, right? We'll tell, him, we'll tell him, No, we're going to put a clip of your voice in this and he'll listen to <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Got to feed his ego. Oh, jeez. You know, our husbands, they, they, they make fun of us, but you know they want to be on this podcast so, so bad. So bad. They're always like, Oh, we can talk about this, or we, and I'm like, we, we nothing, we, we yes. nothing, we uh, are the show. I know, my husband thinks he's got the input, so he always sends me stuff, which I mean, I will agree, some of the stuff I've already covered, so he does send me some good stuff, but it cracks me up. That's hilarious. Yeah, these men, these men. Uh, you're not coming on the show, anyway. <laughs> but my husband doesn't have anything interesting. <laughs> I'm like, what did you do as a child? And aside from create trouble, but nothing. As long as he wasn't killing moment. animals, he won't end up on our podcast. Right? Yeah, serial killer. Somebody had posted on Facebook. Did you see that the other day? It was an anonymous post. That your husband was, was like, a serial killer? Yeah, yeah, in 1949. Um, she was like, Only if what do I do a background check? Because my fiance's saying some weird things that are red flags. And everybody's like, yes. okay, that's t- yes. jump ship. Yeah. Did you comment on it? I can't remember no, if I but did, I was but like, I was like, yeah, uh-uh. Trust your gut. But it makes you wonder, like, what... So, my husband is a Marine, and, and your husband was Navy. So, right. let's just say this. There's a lot of crude humor. 
Yeah. Like, that is just true. how it is. They're military. True, true. That's they're just men. how it is. So, you know what I mean? I'm that like, are you taking it. something too seriously? Or is he really saying something that... I can't remember the exact post, but it felt like she was saying things that was like, okay, uh, you know the answer to your own question. Correct. If you have to post... A lot of people are like, if you're asking this, you already kind of know. Yeah. Um, because Go not everything... And change your name. If he was never convicted or, you know, he, he, of anything, then even... That wouldn't show up on a background check. Doesn't mean he didn't do it. Um, okay, so he does. He w- it says he took um, he took at least Miss Duran's and um, Duran Deacon's jewelry off and valuables, including her fur fur coat, which he cleaned and removed the bloodstains prior to the sale. Can but you, Caitlin, you give me that face. But I see the shit people put on Facebook, and they can't even wipe the freaking table down or clear their crap off before they list it on Facebook. It's it trips true. me out. At oh, least this man cleaned his merchandise. Can I just say that we're talking about a man who cleaned? That's Thank another you. phenomenon Thank right there. Right here. So we can he, we can he detail cleans him. things. So if he could, maybe maybe he could teach my husband who resembles him apparently to clean. Yeah. I mean, if you learn enough, if you take nothing away from this episode, He had one, some good qualities, people. Come on. Don't judge. Yeah. Well, and it's like when you go to sell a car and you bring it all trashed out. Like, if I brought a car in to be appraised right now, mine, um, I vacuum it at least once a week and my kids trash it more than once a week. Nobody would want to give me money for my car. It looks like crap right now. Same for houses. So, he gets it. So, he cleaned the blood off her coat before he sold it. Thank God. God. Then he put her body into the into the acid to dissolve. One of the other residents of the Onslow Court Hotel, who was a friend of Mr. Andegan, um, she obviously becomes concerned. If, you know, she's gone. She's disappeared. And so she asks Haig to go with her to the Chelsea Police Station to report her missing. <laughs> he goes because, Why not? you know, you got to... It's like staying out of the Spotlight 101 play-along. Right, okay? yeah. Plus, she can stay close to the investigation. Too. Correct. Yeah. Um, so the police obviously become suspicious after just talking to the man for like five <laughs> minutes. They're like, "Hold on." And that Sounds was not right. Right. That was enough for them to issue a search warrant of his factory, where they discover a thirty-eight caliber Webley revolver. It belonged to Doctor Henderson. If you don't remember who that is, that is the homeowner of the house that was for okay. sale that he murdered. And um, where's the house in this mix? He's just he just bought the house, or he. He just, it says he found, um, he found a house for sale and I guess he killed them and I don't know if he sold it. I would think he okay, did or something, okay. but yeah, yeah okay, they, okay. they had their house for sale. So, um, they would find that and they would find an acid drum with some human remains. And these included the fat, the fat bone fragments, uh, Mr. Ann Deacon's false teeth. So I guess that didn't, that didn't dissolve. Isn't that weird how... Yeah, because that was probably, what, plastic? <laughs> lead? <laughs> yeah, lead. And her gallstone. That's just invincible right there. I guess so. Um, so they were examined. Wait, a gallstone or a gallbladder? Like, nope, the stone? stone? Wow. Stone. Well, wait, hold on. This was an article written by just a random person, I'm sure. So. <laughs> Maybe it was the organ? I don't Maybe know. Maybe it was a blood. And this was written by a Brit. Maybe they call it different. Oh, true. So, I don't know. Because there are some, like, you know how they have a variation of spelling of different yeah. words and things like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were examined by um, the home office pathologist, Dr. Keith Simpson, who was able to positively um, identify the victim. So 
Um, Olive Duran Deacon was the body that investigators would discover outside of the Leopold warehouse. If you remember, we said there was some stuff found inside a warehouse and outside of the warehouse, and that's who she, that's who that body belonged to. Because um, it says, unlike Haig's previous disposal grounds, the Leopold warehouse had no floor drain and no manhole access. Well, that's a problem. So he was unable to pour the sludge quietly into the sewers, and so he had to, he had to, he had to dump it in a pile of rubble behind the warehouse. Okay. So the, the investigators were able to see that. Um, upon the discovery of Deacon's body, uh, Haig was, was, was charged with the murder. Um, when arrested uh, on the 26th of February, 1949, he, Haig tells investigators that Miss Duran Deacon no longer exists. I have destroyed her with acid. You can't prove a murder without a body. You just confessed it. Oh, oh my gosh. Stick with clean. Stick with clean. Oh, my God. He went on to admit to eight other killings, which only five could be sustained. So, he's now known... um, I feel like they could only charge him with five? I guess they can only... Yeah, those those are the the remains that they have. The rest just went into manhole. I'm going to take your word for it. Let's just convict you of all the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably have enough to convict him on those. For sure. Um, so the media would would call him the acid bath murderer. Right, Felisa? Here's what always stumps me, and I know the English major side of me says, it just never sounds right when I say this. He pleaded insanity. I always want to say he pled. Yeah. But I feel like it's correct either way. I know. Because I, I he, like, I've heard the news say it, and I don't know. Anyway, he claimed that... Google more. Both forms are used... Pleaded nice. and pled are both correct. Nice. I feel like just pled so sounds better. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he would, um, he tried to claim to be insane. insane. Um, and he, you know, he said that he went as far as drinking the blood of his victims. That uh, that's what drove him mad. Um, drinking their blood drove him mad, not right. the other way around. Right. I'm like, because you didn't drink their blood before you put them in an acid. But anyway. Um... But there's no evidence that he, in fact, consumed human blood. In fact, one of the arresting officers, when he heard of this insanity defense, he goes to the prosecutors and he tells, he tells them that Haig had asked him, asked, asked, not asked, um, <laughs> what are the chances of being released from a psych- psychiatric hospital versus prison? Yeah. So he's just trying to... Yeah, he's faking the funk. Right. So Haig's defense of insanity... Um, then in the claims that he was a vampire and drank glasses of blood from each of his victims. I mean, I still wouldn't put that past him. He's probably not lying. Weirdo. Um, it did make some sense, you know, made the headlines. People were like, oh my sure. gosh, he's a vampire, blah, blah, blah. However. He got the, the attention he always wanted. Yeah, exactly. The jury, uh, they were less impressed. And it took them 17 minutes to find Oh him my guilty. god. That's fast. So on August 10th, 1949, you know, trials are fast in the U. I don't know if it's still the same way because I didn't think about it. They Probably found not. her February of 1949, and on August 10th of 1949, John, John George Haig was executed for his wow. crimes. That's what I'm talking about. So he, when was he convicted? Like a month before that? Or? Had to be. Well, they just don't leave room for appeal. Guess not. I mean, he was admitting, you know, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's people not admit to are, crimes. I guess now we know that people admit to crimes for attention, though, that they don't commit, which is so dumb, and yeah. I don't understand well, it. But if you want to, want to see Jesus faster, then go ahead and just admit to that crap. But 
What it does, though, I'm like, because I'm like, okay, on one side, I go, if you are willing to admit to a crime and, and die for it and serve, you know, life terms or whatever for the crime, that's great. But what it does is it keeps the police from, they close the case out. Right. And then they stop searching for the people that really did it. Mm-hmm. So that's pieces of shit. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, he didn't, he was not a cannibal like Dahmer or anything like that. He tried to be, I just don't think he actually drank the blood. Yeah. That, that he says he did, but, um, he was just a swindler, I think. Who knew? Made the family proud, huh? (laughs) Yeah, so proud. So, yeah, he was a stand-up citizen. Did they say, did I just totally glaze over this fact, did he kill them before he put them in the acid, or did he just... Yes. Okay. Yep. He would murder them. He would lure them into that warehouse. Yeah. It doesn't say... Um, the only one that they that this article particularly talks about um, that I pulled from, the only thing that I read was the very first guy, he hit him over the head. But it doesn't talk okay. about how so, he murdered... But they, they do find a gun. Okay. So maybe he shoots them and then he puts them into the barrel of acid. But yeah, yeah they're they're definitely good when they go into the okay. acid. Mm-hmm. You, well, I mean, a little bit of a merciful. <laughs> first, can you imagine? Jeez. Oh no, thank you. Um, but yeah, so not. Oh god, that would be painful. Not Ooh. as crazy as Dahmer in the sense, like Dahmer was trying to experiment yeah. on people and do some crazy things, um, drilling acid into you know head that one kid's brain. It's terrible. So, um, but he's, you know, he did get, he got the death penalty. They didn't play around with his ass. Yeah. Good. So, and a lot of, you know, this, this is the type of shit that creates law reform. Yes. <laughs> and real estate reform. Right. And all the things. Because they're like, yeah, we got to make all it harder people for people. Before you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That oh is um, that is the ancestor of Jeffrey Dominato. I'm yeah. <laughs> Don't get that rumor started. Um, and that's what I had for today. Oh man, ick. Acid. I would <clears throat> like to know though where one buys acid. That is where because this is a huge little question. too easily like easily purchased. Yeah, especially back then. And you know, Google. There was no Google. Yeah. Even in Dahmer days. Acid has to be manufactured, right? Right. It's not something that you just go out and can find it in a lake. Like, you have to... It has to be made, right? I don't know enough about this. You're hanging out with your your co-workers and associates, because I'm I'm going back to 1949. He's he's an engineer. By the water cooler. By the water cooler. He's like, oh, yeah, how was your weekend? Blah, blah, blah. So, hypothetically, uh, asking for a friend, like, where would one buy acid? Like, where do you... Carboys. (laughs) Right. Forty gallons, right? Like just forty gallons, and nobody like the acid people, the acid distributors are like, so how are we going to transport this? I, were there pickup trucks? And then I asked that question, like, how are we putting this in the car? Right, and he murdered how many? What six, seven people? Like this? Forty gallons is heavy, right? That's what I'm saying. Like forty Where gallons. Where did he get that shit in there? And if he had the carboys, like that's six gallons per. So that's like multiple bottles per person that he's melting. <laughs> I can't even lift a case of water. Right. <laughs> this guy's moving 40 gallons, and you can't roll it. You can't roll acid. Yeah, what because if it what comes are... out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. The dolly? Use a dolly into this This just, like, left me with more questions than answers. I'm going to Google that. I'm going to Google, where does one, not not specifically, but, like, how, 
is it legal to purchase acid, I guess? And then, that is such a good question, even What today. are things that acid can't... Because I'm shocked to find that acid is not dissolving everything. Like a gallstone or bladder or whatever it is. But it will dissolve the bone. You'd think fat would melt pretty easily. Would you? I would. would you? I mean, you, you cook with fat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm saying under the right circumstances, but, you know, like you cook with fat and it melts down, right? Butter and bacon so and... Yeah, acid it's weird. Is some, acid is a weird thing. And then I will also Google who invented sulfuric acid. Yeah. Because random. Yeah, and like... What was the purpose? There had to be an intent... And purpose with acid other than this. Like, there has to be a legit reason why somebody Yeah, and why would it still be manufactured? Right, this shouldn't be out for the public to purchase. Right. Weird. So freaking weird. I think this is more an acid episode than anything else. (laughs) Well, um, on that note, I have to have lunch after this, so. Yep. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> trying to think of what I can eat that will actually make me not want to throw up now. Right. Crunchy stuff. Nothing, Crunchy. nothing like yogurt. Oh. <laughs> You're so gross. That's funny. Oh, man. Well, thanks again for joining us for another week, guys. And, uh, you know, our usual spiel. We're on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. And make sure that you're leaving us fabulous reviews wherever you're listening to your podcasts and you can email us or contact us with feedback um so anyway yeah send us your stuff if you've got suggestions we're still putting together some stuff for the rest of this season so we appreciate you being here this week and um we will be just a heads up taking off a week for thanksgiving and uh around the christmas and new year's time we'll be taking off a little bit of time there too so um just a heads up but it gives you an opportunity to re-listen to our old episodes so true which sometimes is worth doing right (laughs) um anyway uh we will talk to you again next week Bye, bye guys Yeah, she's